And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and less to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Lucille Ball stars in a comedy episode of My Favorite Husband from 1949. But first, it's TV Jeopardy! Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular TV shows. I'll try to name the shows while you play along at home, right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. So today we're going to take a little trip down memory lane. These are shows from the 1950s that have had a lasting impact on television. Okay. Okay. 1950s. Right. All right. And I, I'm guessing that you Wait, will recognize pop, I'm all of I'm going to pop up Prevagen. Hang on a second. You're going to... I think you're going to do very well here. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here's Stuff the first works fast. TV show. Who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands. And, and who, who disguises Clark, Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Gee, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I never heard of it no, myself. No. Our age is showing. I would showing. have to say that's uh, it's not Spider-Man. Definitely not. Uh, it's not the Green Hornet. It's All not right, Batman. Let's, do, let's get to the. I guess it's probably the Adventures oh, of Superman. Superman. That is exactly right. From 1952 to 58. Yeah, George and Reeves. Exactly, and it was really one of the first superhero TV shows, and it, mm-hmm. it helped establish the whole genre. Yeah. Yep. That's Absolutely exactly right, true. based on the DC Comics character. Yes, he was. All right, here's your next trip down memory lane. My guest star is Fred Allen. <laughs> a lot of people think, of course, because of this feud that's been going on for so many years, that Fred and I are enemies, that we hate each other. Well, And this isn't true at all, because Fred well, Allen and Chester. I are the, the best of friends. The best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'm overdoing it. <laughs> I mean, just... A little bit. I, all right, I, I know that one. That's pretty. That's a pretty easy you know, one. Well, they all the, are, uh, but they're not meant to stump you right. this time. That's Blue Eyes himself, Jack Benny. Right on from 1950 to 1965, and mm. what a cast of characters yes, he has. Yes, indeed. Exactly right. Okay. Right. I'm two for two. Yeah, no, Provagen, you're going to get all man. of these. That Provagen works fast. Okay, here we go. Must be the Provagen. Roll call. Count off now. Okay, I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess at this one. Really? Okay, because okay. I never watched this show. If well, it, it is, was a little before our time. Yeah, I think it might be Howdy Doody. Is it Howdy Doody? It's not. You're gonna Howdy have Do- to give you the buzzer so on that it's one. It's not Howdy Doody. No, it's not. Captain Kangaroo. 
No, you're not listening. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't listen to you. That's the problem. No, not me. The clip. It's a Musketeers. That's the exactly. Mickey Mouse Club. Right, but you don't get uh, it. Ah, shoot. So really, I mean, performances, comedy, sketches, and it really Never introduced generations of children to the world of Disney. Yeah. Well, just because you didn't watch it doesn't mean it was a bad choice. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. There was one person on there that I would watch, though. Annette Funicello. Exactly. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> uh, All right. We'll leave that yeah, right there. They had to keep uh, trying to uh, shrink her sweaters after. I said, we'll leave it right there, Carl. Okay, we'll leave it right there. Okay, here we go. Moving on. Mm-hmm. She matured early, that Annette Funicello. Are you yeah. done? Oh. I know this theme. Oh, gosh. Is that the Adams family? No, that's (sighs) got the snaps. Oh, gosh. It's something like scary. Isn't it's it? a suspenseful. Yeah. Um, it's a mystery, a crime, or a thriller. It is Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Oh, right. Right? 1955 to 62. I should have definitely known yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, I couldn't, I was going to do his, you know, his droll introduction, but Good that would evening. really give it away. Good evening. And that's his signature element yeah. of the show. Gosh, so. I don't know why I didn't know that I one. I donn't know either. I'm really I gave you too much credit. Myself there. Well, on you'll that know one. the last one. Okay. Okay. And this one really was uh, iconic in the 1950s. Okay. Mail call, come and get it. Anything for me, Carter? I say, Stone, Doctor. Ah, three today. Must yeah. be pretty popular with the folks back home. Yeah, the telephone company, the water department, the city tax assessor. Circular. Do you need money? <laughs> what timing? <laughs> uh, Stone, Mrs. There's one from the PTA. Oh, mm-hmm. oh Mike's supermarket is celebrating their fifth anniversary, having a sale on round steak. Oh, I want to send him an anniversary card. Let's see, here's one for occupant, occupant, occupant. Am I an occupant? Definitely. Oh, Doctor and Mrs. Alexander Stone from Mary Stone. I thought the oh, name would help you out. You take it, honey. You're better at decoding her handwriting than I am. Like I say, Stone. Best for last. Huh. What's yeah. she saying? It's not it's Father Knows folks. Best. Well, it's I finally not. did it. Finished all my assignments today, and I'm free Listen to work till next week. So dust off my old napkin ring. I'll be home Thursday morning. Can't tell you how I'm. Uh, the Donna Reed show. Oh, it is. Oh, the Donna That's Reed Donna show. That's Donna Reed as Do Donna I get Stone. That one? Do I get that? Um, I, well, the sure. team said I did. <laughs> yes, you got it, Carl. Mike said sure. I did. Well, Mike's always the, Mike is the, an advocate he's for the, you. He's the you know, deciding. I feel like you need all the help you can get. So let's he's give it to you. He's the voice from above, you know. Mike has this be- this voice. This he's a- trying to be supportive. Ethereal. I get it. You so, know. I mean, this is the challenges and joys of family life in the 50s. I never watched that show. Yeah, again, it's show. still a good choice for the segment, though. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. All well, right, you well, did, you know, you did okay. Bad. All right. All well, right. there's many more those to come. Good. Those are really good, though, Lisa. Oh, thanks, Carl. You did okay. I'll give you a yeah. 7.4. No, I won't accept that. All it's right. at least an 8.9. All right. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. When we come back, Lucille Ball stars in My Favorite Husband. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. 
Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. I must feel like uh, being nice tonight or something because I'm starting things off with your favorite radio show. That's true. What's going on? I'm not going to get too used to that nice quality because it's very unusual. I mean, I'm a lot of things. Nice, maybe not so nice. Not so much, no. But uh, I am being nice to you, Lisa. We're going to start things off with your favorite show, my favorite husband, Lucille Ball, was uh, a force to be reckoned with. She was in movies. She was on television, of course. She was, you know, one of the most successful television stars of all time. And a producer. She was in the movies. And she was also a very, very busy radio actress yes. during the 1940s and 50s. And there were all kinds of shows that she guest starred on. And then in 1948, she signed on to star in her own radio series called My Favorite Husband. She was uh, co-starred with Richard Denning. They played Liz and George Cooper, a married couple who lived together and uh, liked it. It was sponsored by Jell-O. And George was a banker and Liz was his happily married housewife. Gail Gordon, who she worked with a lot, he played Mr. Mooney on television, was George's boss, Rudolph Atterbury, and B. Benaderet, who played the voice of um, Betty Rubble uh, on the Flintstones. You'll, uh, you'll hear her here. She was uh, Atterbury's wife. Now, Ball refused to transition this show to television, even though CBS wanted her to. She said, I'll only do it if you let me have my husband, Desi Arnaz, come along. And so they didn't let her do that, so she reworked the whole thing into I Love Lucy for TV. This show did make a, this radio show did make it to television in 1953, starring Joan Caulfield and Barry Nelson. It ran three seasons, but of course, I Love Lucy was one of the most successful television shows of all time. Here's a September 30th, 1949 episode. It's called The Women's Club, part one now of My Favorite Husband. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Hello, everybody. Yes, it's the new gay family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L. And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. 
It's late evening at the Coopers. George is in his easy chair reading a book, and Liz is seated at the typewriter typing away at breakneck speed. Liz. Liz, aren't you finished typing yet? I just have one more sentence to do. Oh, you're not going to stay up another hour, are you? <laughs> Never mind the cutting remarks. It isn't my fault your typewriter can't spell. <laughs> what are you working on, anyway? I'll read it to you in a minute. You know, I'd have finished hours ago if it wasn't for those darn kids. What kids? Oh, probably Mr. Woods. Every two minutes, they ring the doorbell, and when I answer it, they hide. Hmm, I haven't heard it. Well, you've been reading. There they go again. <laughs> By gosh, I'll get them this time. Liz, Liz, come back here. That bell is on the typewriter. On the typewriter? Sure, see? Well, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. I can understand a bell on a bicycle, but whoever ran over anyone with a typewriter? It's there in case the secretary falls asleep. It wakes her up when she reaches the end of the line. Oh. What were you typing, anyway? My speech. Now, sit up and listen. I want to practice it on you. What speech is it? My acceptance speech for the Women's Club election. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Now, you be my audience. <clears throat> Hey, wait a minute. What's that? What are you doing? Well, I'm trying to sound like your women's club. Oh. Well, now, just sit there. You, Grace, I love your hat. George, don't be so authentic. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <clears throat> Ladies of the Sheridan Falls Women's Club. First, I want to thank everyone who voted for me. You will not be disappointed. I'll do my best to be a good... This year, as I pointed out in my campaign speech, I have all the qualifications a good needs. In the first place... Uh, just a minute, Liz. What? What are all those pauses? W what office were you elected to? I don't know yet. The election isn't until tomorrow. <laughs> Come again? The election isn't until tomorrow. I just leave the name of the office blank, then I write in whatever I've been elected to, see, and then I read the speech. Oh. Honey, sometimes you amaze me. Thank you. Now, let me finish. In closing, let me say that to be a good, you need, and I have more than any woman in the club. <laughs> I thank you. Applause, George. Applause. Hey, oh, she's the best we've ever had. You know, there's only one thing that puzzles me, Liz. What? what makes you so sure you're going to be elected to an office? Oh, everybody in our club is an officer. Hmm. How many members are there? Twenty-five. And each one holds an office? Mm -hmm. No, I don't believe it's it. It's true. We have a president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, sergeant-at-arms, song leader, chairman of the membership committee, chairman of the Wayne's and Mees committee, social chairman and chairman of all other committee chairmen, and everybody who isn't one of those automatically becomes a special member at large or her exalted honorary alternate. What do you think you'll get? Well, this year I'm sure to be president, vice president, or secretary mm, I see you wisely avoided even the thought of being treasurer mm, Well, there's no chance of that Every year we elect Naomi Brubaker See, her husband's a CPA mm, Good move mm. uh, Now, do you mind if I go to bed, madam president, vice president, or secretary? No, darling, you go right ahead I'll practice my speech some more I wish to thank everyone who voted for me I'll do my best to be a good this year I have all of the qualifications. 
Hi, Iris. Liz, girl, how are you? When are you going to start the meeting? Right away. The election committee just handed me a sealed envelope. <laughs> girls, no. girls, may I have your attention? <laughs> well, you're crazy if you think it's natural. Honey, I've seen the roots of her hair up close and... Oh. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> I wonder who it could be she was talking about Could be any of us <laughs> Before I announce the election returns I have an announcement to make That will sadden all our hearts Our social chairman has sprained her ankle And will not be able to attend today oh, I know you all join me when I say Get well quick and hurry back to us Amelia Freebooter Dernwist <laughs> Well, I know you're all anxious to hear the election return, so I won't take any more time. I'll open the envelope and read you the winners. <laughs> Liz, Liz, what do you bet Iris is elected president again? Well, why wouldn't she be? She owns a clubhouse furniture, and if she isn't elected, she'll take it home. <laughs> Our new president is... Well, this is a surprise. Congratulations, Iris. Thank you. <laughs> Now for the vice president. I'm happy to say we've elected one of our most popular and charming members who is noted as much for her brains as her good looks. Ladies of Sheridan Falls Women's Club. First, Liz. I want to thank everyone who Liz. voted for me. Liz. What? Sit down, girl. It isn't you. <laughs> oh. Our new vice president is Phyllis Brown. Congratulations, Phyllis. And you'll be delighted to know you've elected as secretary our most beloved member, a girl who doesn't have an enemy in the world. Ladies of the Sheridan Falls Women's Club. Liz. I want... Not me? No. Well, whoever she is, she just made her first enemy. <laughs> the new secretary is Marge Van Tassel. Oh, that's me! Oh! <laughs> oh. Order, order, please. I'd like to ask a question. What? What am I? Let me answer that. You're a girl! <laughs> Let me see, Liz. Uh, you've been elected the 25th Honorary Exalted Alternate. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Our treasurer-elect is Naomi Brubaker. Naomi? Girls, I'm afraid I'm going to have to resign from the club as my husband has just been permanently transferred to California. Oh, oh, oh that's terrible. Do you have to go with him? Oh, I'm afraid so. Well, this leaves the office of treasurer open. Well, there's no sense of having a whole new election. Any volunteers for the office of treasurer? Hmm. Well, let me put it this way. Is there any one of us who's good at mathematics? Put it another way, Iris. <laughs> oh, dear, this is a problem. It was so nice having Naomi's husband and accountant. Uh, Liz Cooper's husband is a banker. Oh, but, but he... I nominate Liz Cooper. I second the motion. Liz Cooper's been nominated and seconded. All in favor? Aye. Oh, just Cooper selected. Now, wait a minute. Congratulations, Liz. You're the new treasurer. But I don't want to be the new... Liz, you've been elected. This is a democracy. 
It's the will of the people. It is not. I'm a people, and I didn't even get to peep. Quiet, <laughs> Madam Treasurer. Now, before we go on, I know you'll all join me in a thank you and goodbye to Naomi Brubaker. Let me say it, please. Well, all right, that's very sweet, Liz. Go ahead. We are all going to miss our beloved treasure. So, happy journey, good luck, come back to see us soon, and drop dead Naomi Brubaker. <laughs> I don't believe it, Liz. How could people in their right mind elect you treasurer? Well, you see, George, the girls figured that as long as you're a banker... Oh, no, you don't. I've had enough trouble with that club of yours. Now, there's only one thing to do. Get out of it some way. What? You don't think I'm going to resign and let them think I'm stupid? No. Now, keep the job and remove all doubt. nasty thing to say. Look, Liz, you can't even keep your household accounts straight. Now, how are you going to take care of two sets of books? I'll do it just to show you. Okay. Now, listen, I don't care what happens to the club's books, but if your household accounts aren't perfect at the end of the month, you will not only resign as treasurer, but you'll resign as a member of the club. Oh, George, you wouldn't make me do that. Wouldn't I? Uh, If your accounts aren't in perfect shape at the end of the month, it's Farewell and good luck to our ex-member, Elizabeth Elliot Cooper. Here, here. Balance those books, Lisa Wolf. Well, now we have programs that can do it for us, Carl Amari. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we're listening to My Favorite Husband, September 30th, 1949. That's like... Oh. Just a few days after you were born, huh? Yeah, a few years after I was born. Very good. Lucille Ball, Richard Denning. We'll get back to this uh, in just a bit. And um, a special announcement for people. Ooh, stick around for that. We'll be right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Of course, we want you to listen to our show on your local radio station. That's the easiest way to listen to us. But if your station does not carry the full five-hour show, one, please contact them. Let them know that this is a five-hour show. Maybe they'll add uh, the extra hour or two. Or you can sign up for our podcast. It is $5.99 a month, but you get the full five-hour podcast sent to you 
via email every Monday. So for only $5.99 a month, you get four podcasts sent to you each and every month right to your email. And not only does it have the full five-hour Hollywood 360 show on there, but you'll also get a podcast that Lisa and I co-host called Radio Rarities. And it is very different than Hollywood 360. Although we still play classic radio, it has a different twist because we're really much more focused on the history of radio, the history of these shows, um, the stars who are in the shows, what was going on in, in the time. And there's always like a twist, like we'll have a celebrity in that show or maybe some bloopers or maybe an audition episode. So there's something really unique about it, which is why I came up with the name Radio Rarities. <laughs> Stealing my thunder uh, again. So Stealing we spend a lot of time really educating you on these radio shows prior to playing it so that you'll really appreciate the show on a different level. So yep. if you like Hollywood 360, you will definitely be a fan of Radio Rarities. And the great Carl Shadow writes that he is uh, one of the best in the biz about uncovering all the little tidbits about these shows. I mean, I don't know where he comes up with this, but I read the scripts before we record them. And I'm like, wow, Carl Great job. I mean, he goes such, uh, you know, drills down into the history of every one of these shows that we play. And every single week we release a new Radio Rarities podcast. Now, you can you don't have to be a podcast subscriber to hear Radio Rarities because it's available wherever podcasts are heard. So just just go to your computer and search Radio Rarities. It'll pop up. You can go to iHeart, Spotify, Acast, anywhere you can hear a podcast. Just search for Radio Rarities. But if you are a podcast subscriber at only $5.99 a month, that will be sent to you along with the full five-hour Hollywood 360 show. Now, you can uh, sign up two ways. Go to our website, Hollywood360Radio.com, Hollywood360Radio.com. It's very easy. It's at the top of the website. Or you can call... 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. If uh, a live operator does not answer, then just leave your name and your return telephone number. Someone will call you back to sign you up to the podcast. All right, we're listening to uh, one of Lisa's favorite radio shows. She loves Lucille Ball. In fact, uh, I think you're her in, in spirit, Lisa. You're like Lucille Ball in spirit. Yeah, that's the biggest compliment any anybody can give. Yeah, really yeah. and truly. Um, this is a program from September 30th, 1949. Funny broadcast sponsored by J-E-L-L-O. Here's the conclusion to My Favorite Husband. Mrs. Cooper, you've been poring over those ledgers all afternoon. Why don't you stop? Your eyes are all red. Well, that won't be all that's red if I don't get the club books in shape. Well, what condition are they in? Fair, medium, poor? Yeah, keep going. Rotten, horrible, lousy? You're not even close yet. I can't go any farther and still be a lady. Well, don't try, Katie. There isn't any word for books in this shape because books have never been in this shape before. Won't Mr. Cooper help you? Oh, he just messed them up worse. You know, he's dying to get me out of the club. How about Mr. Wood next door? I saw him outside just a few minutes ago. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Let's see if he's still there. Yes, there he is, across the street, talking to that old man. Say, who is that old man, anyhow? He's been hanging around the neighborhood a lot lately. I don't know. He looks like a tramp. Mr. Wood! 
Mr. Ward, could I see you a minute? Certainly, Miss Cooper. I'll bet he can straighten you out in no time. Yes, Miss Cooper, what is it? Mr. Wood, do you know anything about mathematics? I'm a whiz at multiplication. You are? Oh, yes, I have 11 children, and I have to hear their times tables every night. <laughs> well, I'm having trouble getting my club books straight. Well, let's take a look at them and see what the trouble is. Come in, they're here at the desk. Oh, yes. By the way, Mr. Wood, who's that old man you were talking to? Oh, he's a poor old derelict who's been hanging around. I give him money from time to time. Oh, well, here are my books, Mr. Wood. Would you mind taking a quick look and see what the trouble is? Hmm? All right. Mmm. Ooh. Mmm. Well, uh, first, Mrs. Cooper, what are all these ink marks and splotches along the margin of the ledger? Oh, that's where I do my figuring after I run out of fingers. <laughs> after you run out of fingers? Yes. See, I count up to eight on my fingers, and then I write little... Eight? Don't you have ten fingers? Well, of course I do. Then why do you only use eight? What am I going to hold my pen with, my toes? <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> Suppose you show me what you're having trouble with. Well, it's this column of figures here. Oh, can't you get an answer to it? Yeah, that's my trouble. I have five answers. <laughs> Well, now, Mrs. Cooper, all those answers can't be right. I know it. I know a column of figures only has two right answers. If I could only find out which... Two? Yes. One when you add from the top to the bottom, and the other when you add from the bottom to the top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's see where you've made your mistake, Miss Cooper. Oh, oh, here it is. Nine and nine do not make 17. They don't? No, nine and nine make 18. Since when? <laughs> Forever and ever. <laughs> Unless, of course, a certain Miss Maloney in the fifth grade lied to me. <laughs> well, I think whoever invented arithmetic was pretty stuffy. Huh? Why does one number have to be right? Why can't there be more than one number? Now, let's be progressive about this. Now, Miss Cooper... If a person gets a new number and believes in it, let him stick to it. I think there should be a new freedom, a freedom of numbers. Digits of the world arise. Our slogan is nine and nine make 17 or fight. Excuse me, Mrs. Cooper. I think one of the children is calling me. Oh, don't go, Mr. Wood. Just explain one more thing to me. Oh. This item here, a dollar and 50 cents. Where do I put it? Is it a debit or a credit? Neither. It's a dollar and fifty cents. <laughs> Is it going out or coming in? It's just sitting there. I don't know what it is. You have to know in order to make the correct entry. Entry? Miss Cooper, is it too late for you to resign? <laughs> oh, all you men are the same. There may be one or two things wrong, but for your information, I'm the best treasurer the club ever had. Being a women's club, this is highly possible. <laughs> but how do you arrive at that conclusion? Well, I've only been treasurer two weeks, and look, I've got a surplus of four million dollars. <laughs> you didn't write a check for it, did you? <laughs> no, but I was dreaming of a very swanky clubhouse. Miss Cooper, I hate to tell you this, but... 
you'll have to move the decimal point back seven places. Seven places? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What kind of a clubhouse can you buy for 40 cents? Maybe you'll have to settle for a club sandwich. <laughs> well, goodbye, Mrs. Cooper. I just thought of something I have to do. Oh, oh, can't you come back when you're finished? How long will it take you? When do you have to get your books in? On the first. How do you like that? I'll be busy till the second. Oh, you're a great help. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> Well, the fateful first of the month is here, and old Elephant Cooper, the man who never forgets, puts down his breakfast cup of coffee and says to Liz, Well, Liz, do you know what day this is? Day? Oh, I almost forgot. Merry Christmas, George. Come on, I want to look at your household accounts before I go to the office. Yeah, sure, George. I'd love to show them to you, but you don't have time. Oh, yes, I do. It's only 8 o'clock. No, it isn't. Look at the kitchen clock. It's 10 minutes to 9. Well, that's impossible. Look at the hall clock. It says ten minutes to nine, too. Hey, you're right. Oh, I'd better hurry. Uh, goodbye, dear. Goodbye. I wonder what's the matter with my wife. Okay, Katie, you can turn the clocks back now. <laughs> what's this all about, Mrs. Cooper? I'm in terrible trouble, Katie. My books are $40 short. Which books, the house or the club? I don't know. If I make the club come out right, I'm $40 short at home. If I make the household books come out right, I'm $40 short at the club. Oh, I have to get that money someplace. Katie, could you? No. I didn't think you could. <laughs> I wish I was in a position to help you out, Mrs. Cooper. I know, Katie. In fact, somebody owes me $50, and if I could collect it, I'd be glad to loan you 40 of it. Really? Would you? Who owes you the money? You do. <laughs> oh, that's right. But I have to make some money some way. I wonder if I should answer one of those ads. You know, earn money at home, raise rabbits for fun and profit. But, Mrs. Cooper, you wouldn't know what to do. I know. I, I thought I'd just leave it up to the rabbits. <laughs> oh, I got it. What? I'll go to the club meeting, read my report, show them the money, dash home and put the money back in my household account. Sure, then both books will balance. Then next month I'll do the same thing. Katie, if the money doesn't wear out, I can keep this up all winter. <laughs> and so, fellow members, thanks to your clever treasurer, we now have a surplus of $100, which I will take home for safekeeping. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Uh, uh, Madam President... The chair uh, recognizes Marge Van Tassel. Uh, since we have so much money in our treasury, I'd like to suggest that we contribute some of it to the Sheridan Falls Boys Club. Oh, that's a wonderful thought. In fact, the Boys Club needs money so badly, I think we should contribute the whole $100. Oh, that's a horrible thought. <laughs> What's the matter with it, Liz? You just said you liked the idea. Oh, I do, but let's not give the whole amount. Uh, as treasurer, I insist we leave something in the treasury. Like, uh, to pick a number at random, $40. Well, as long as we're doing this, let's do it right. Why, yeah. I move the club contributes $100 to the Sheridan Falls Boys Club. I second the motion. All those in favor signify. Now, now just a minute. I, I want more discussion. Well, what's there to discuss? Well, for instance, uh, what are they going to do with this money? I have a right to know where our money's going. 
Oh, Liz, you know as well as I do. It's for little boys. Yes, and if I know little boys, they'll take that money out and spend it on little girls. <laughs> it's been moved and seconded. We make this donation. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No! The motion is carried. I demand a recount. Liz, the motion is carried, and we're going to give that $100 to the boys' club. It's all over. It is? Yes. And as long as you have the money with you, I think you should take it over and present it to them right now. Me? Well, that's the treasurer's duty. And frankly, I'm surprised at you, Liz. The way you act, you'd think the money belonged to you. Yeah, wouldn't you? <laughs> What's the matter, Mrs. Cooper? You've been pacing around the house like a caged tiger for hours. Oh, Katie, I have a confession to make. I didn't give the whole hundred dollars to the boys' club. I kept 40 of it. Well, it was your money. No, it wasn't. It belonged to them. My conscience is killing me, Katie. And the boys' club is already closed. You can give it back to them tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait that long. I have to get rid of it. I'm going to throw it out the window. Which window? <laughs> No, no, I have a better idea. One charity is as good as another, isn't it? I suppose so. Well, I'm going out and give it to the first needy person I see. Well, I don't have to go far. There's that poor old bum Mr. Wood was talking to. Wait, let me call my first husband, Clarence. He's twice as big a bum as that fella is. <laughs> no, get him. Katie, call him over. All right. Yoo-hoo, mister. You, come here a minute. What do you want, lady? Mrs. Cooper wants to see you. All right. Uh, here, my good man. Here's $40. Goodbye. Hey, wait a minute, lady. What's this for? Uh, just because. Goodbye. Just because? Yes. Aren't you making a mistake? No. Goodbye. Oh, Katie, I'm clean again. I'll say you are. Oh, I feel much better. When George comes home tonight, I'm going to face the music and take it like a man. <laughs> What's the matter with George? Dinner's been over half an hour and he hasn't asked to see the books yet. You're awful anxious to rush to the gallows, Mrs. Cooper. Maybe he forgot. Gee, do you think so? Liz, come in and bring your books with you. Uh, well, goodbye, Katie. It looks like this is it. Goodbye, Mrs. Cooper. Be brave. I will. I feel just like Liz of Ark. <laughs> Farewell, Katie. The executioner awaits. Oh, I'm going to my room. I can't stand to see this. Here I am, George. Well, Liz, are you ready? Yes, George. Do your books balance? George, do what you will to me. I face you with a clear conscience. Here are my books. You'll find that there is a... Oh, I'll get it. Maybe it's a reprieve from the governor. Yes? Hello, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, you. Uh, here you are, 740 bucks. For me? Yeah. I don't know how you pick them, but just because romped home at Belmont and paid 16 to 1. <laughs> Don't just stand there. Let's look at my books. Yes, Lucille. So long, Robert. I'm taking another trip. Oh, it's so easy when you're on the radio. Well, where are you going tonight? Sunny, sunny France. I want to see if it's true. They think of nothing but love over there. Mr. Soundman, I'd like to go to Paris. 
Oh, right on the Eiffel Tower. Hey, watch that, will you? <laughs> oh, here comes a handsome Frenchman. Ah, mademoiselle, vous êtes très jolie. Vous êtes charmant. Vous êtes magnifique. I think he wants a match. <laughs> uh, je do not speak vous language. <laughs> well, I was saying you are beautiful. Your face reminds me of jello puddings. Jello puddings? Oui, jello tapioca puddings. Has anyone got a mirror? <laughs> no, no. Your features are delicate, like the taste of jello vanilla tapioca. Luscious, light, and tempting. Well, continue talking. Your voice is like jello chocolate tapioca. So rich, the kids say it's candy good. <laughs> and the beautiful coloring of your coiffure. My coiffure? Wait a minute, don't tell me they make a jello henna tapioca pudding. <laughs> no. No, no, its beauty is as satisfying as jello orange coconut tapioca. A wonderful blend of refreshing orange and tropical coconuts. Well, thank a booze. <laughs> jello, jello tapioca puddings are easy, too. They take only five minutes to prepare. And now, mademoiselle. Ah, here it comes. I, I want to ask you a great favor. I knew it. You want to kiss me? No. What? I will buy you a dish of jello tapioca pudding. <laughs> Well, tap my ochre. <laughs> These Frenchmen really know how to make love. Come here, darling. George. George, wake up. <coughs> What's the matter? <clears throat> I just had a terrible dream. I was stranded in the middle of the desert, and the sun was beating down. It was blazing hot, and there was no water at all. And my throat was so dry, I could hardly talk. Liz, you aren't hinting for me to get up and get you a drink of water, are you? No. I was dry and hot, and I, I hadn't had anything to eat for days but pure salt. Mm. My throat was parched, and the sun beat down, and... George, where are you going? You made me thirsty. I'm going to get a drink of water. Oh, well, as long as you're up, will you get me one, dear? Of course, sure. Of course I am. Well. Here you are. That isn't a glass of water, George. No, it's a whole pitcher. You asked for it and you're going to get it. No! No, George! No! Oh! Good night, George. You have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie the Maid was played by Ruth Parrott. Watch for Lucille Ball in the Columbia picture Miss Grant Takes Richmond. And be sure to listen to Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... J-E-L-L Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O pudding. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tap. The Oka pudding. Yes, sirree.
Schumann speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's my favorite husband, September 30th, 1949. Lucille Ball starring along with Richard Denning, Hans Conried, Frank Nelson, Gail Gordon, B. Benadaret, Elvia Allman. Great cast sponsored by Jello. It's heard on CBS. All right, time for this month in music history. All righty, we're going to stick with the 1950s, the year that, yeah. well, this song uh, was made famous. This is Buddy Holly. It is not. No? I thought it was Buddy Holly. But the Buddy Holly story is opening this week at the Marriott Theater right in our backyard here. So this this? is All I Have to Do is Dream, made famous by the Everly Brothers. Oh, the Everly Brothers. And released in 1958. Well, 1950, it was a little before my time. A little bit. So you wouldn't have known. I wouldn't know. Of course not, no. Uh, This song is ranked number 141 on Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Yeah. Way up there. Do you dream, Carl? Are you a dreamer? I do dream, yeah. Do you? What do you dream dream about? I dream in color. I dream in color. That's good. Uh, I dream. Um, I dream of Jeannie. Yeah, you dream, dream of Jeannie. Yes, exactly right. All right, more of Hollywood 360 coming your way. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next hour, Orson Welles stars as The Shadow. Plus, we're going to play Beat the Host with in-studio guests. That's right. We're going to be talking about Brian Wilson. He was born June 20th of 1942. He's celebrating his 81st birthday. We have Jeremy Noble in the studio to play with us. We'll see how it goes. All right. Good luck. Yeah, see you that's soon. Right. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.